Hey, I am Luis Moleto, and this is... Uh, still have problems with calling it a podcast, but it's a podcasting platform, so I'm going to call it a podcast. Uh, where I usually just go over my re- my weekly notes, how my week went. It's a way to uh, for me to check in every week. Um, my bullet points is where my time went, any notes that I capture... Um, any thoughts that I had that I want to revisit that I just kind of want to explore and kind of voice and talk out loud. Also, how I'm doing my physical health, emotional health, or that mental health, really some of the things that happen every week. Uh, spiritual health as well. Uh, my finances, um, if I'm achieving my goals, how am I getting close to those? Also, I check in what I read this week, anything that stuck out, any books that I'm reading. And what I'm listening to, maybe a lot of podcasts, uh, maybe not so much, um, audiobooks, and what I'm listening to on Spotify, which is my current player, and then upcoming, anything that might be coming in in the next couple of weeks. I try to keep these short, but uh, tend to be tangential. But um, So if you stay around, you're going to get to hear what happened to me this past week. Thanks for listening. Hey, today is April 3rd, 2022, and this is sort of in a way how my last week went. So as far as time, uh, definitely some yoga and definitely some outdoor walks, since the weather is continues to be nice, for the most part. I uh, did a little bit of, t- spent some time with um, studying for the CAPM, and I... I realize actually I'm I'm changing a little bit of a, the way I'm going about that and I'm so now I kind of gone through the topics um, they have a little bit of an outline of how the test of what it's going to be included they give you that whenever you sign up to the for the certification and then so I'm using that I used that to fill out kind of the gaps after I did the the Google certificate. There were some things that I captured, but the way things are, the concept and the names are different from how concepts are explained in the Google certificate and how they're in the the P, uh, the Product Management Institute Body of Knowledge, the book, which is where the, I don't know what it's going to be the test from. So, but now what I'm doing after looking into it and kind of um, refreshing my mind on active recall and what is the time space repetition um, so I, I follow um, this kind of well well big YouTube youtuber in the pro, I guess productivity part of it it's called Ali Abdal he's a former actually I think he might still be a doctor because I don't think he he has lost his licensure but he doesn't do that for now but that's how he got big is because he was a student a medical student and he had um he had like very way to study and how to pass the exam and he got he's huge um he has a huge channel and one of the ways and he you know i've visited many many times and his videos is to do this after active recall which is testing yourself 
and time space repetition, which is assessing yourself at different intervals of time. So the harder the subject, the more frequent you should test yourself, or maybe every other day, every day, or you know, every couple of hours. And if the subject you kind of know or understand, then you can space it out a little bit. So maybe every other day or once a week. And you will move the scale a little bit depending on if the one that you knew before, the subject that you were pretty dominant, now it's not as you were testing yourself. So now you need to kind of do it every week. And that's kind of the the gist of it. So I started to do some of the questions, though, which has been very helpful because that got me kind of excited again about taking the exam. Because I, now I've kind of gone over a little bit of this fear that I had. It's like, I don't know how I'm going to prepare. I just feel like I'm, because I was going about it, just trying to bottle a turn of, put everything in my head. And then hopefully I would be able to just kind of put it all out in the test. But <laughs> I was going to college and I know that, that doesn't work very well, at least for me. So this method it's promising or appears to be promising. Now I'm going through the outline and I'm changing all the subjects to questions and kind of, and also kind of dividing those a little bit. So I just kind of, and that has actually been helpful so far. I did watch a couple of videos on taking notes and, and on books because um, I'm starting to come, I'm trying to make it more, uh, more of an effort to read and capture what I'm reading. I tried for a while, but I went back to the habit of just reading for entertainment. And now I'm trying, um, my goal is to read for understanding and just read what I want to read, even if it's something that may or may not be useful, may or may not be related to work, may or may not be, I don't know, whatever. So I'm trying to read based on what subjects that are catching my eye at the moment. And not so much of what I have to read or what I should read and things like that. I worked on my monthly highlights, which usually it was for March. I just went through my notebook and kind of see what stood out from the month. And then I've been enjoying sitting outside while the weather is warmer. So on the terrace, just kind of looking out, enjoying the weather. I had a weekend. This weekend was my weekend on call for work. Got some groceries. That's about it. Fairly simple week. As far as attention, um, on notes, I have plenty of things. For this reason, this for, for some reason this week, I've kind of decided to just capture a lot of thoughts and podcasts and things on my notes. I, I maybe it's it happens every once in a while whenever I get all these this bug of capturing everything. But what I'm doing different is I'm capturing a thought and I'm actually and I'm writing it out. So I'm finished. I'm giving myself. So whenever something comes to mind, I start typing it out. Uh, you know, I type it out however it comes out. However, it, it, I can put it from my head into in this particular case, it would be into my electronic notebook, into a piece of paper. And whenever there's nothing, and whenever the thoughts stop flowing, then I stop, and I just put it in there, and I go back to work, work on something else. And I, I did a couple of things like that. And that, that's helpful because I'm trying to become better at thinking long term, of looking, picking up patterns, putting some thoughts. And first for me to give myself a, a little validation, 
even if it's just for for my own sake. So it's like, oh yeah, you thought about this, you kind of got that thought right, or you prepared for this the right way. You know, kind of the changes that are coming. Like for example, one thought was now that uh, the employer that I work for, we're going, you know, like a lot of companies are going big into digital, so they're trying to break out of silos and knowledge across different sub departments and for some things we're do things are do, uh, being done the right way but um so not everything's going to be 100 percent like great but i'm thinking of how that is going to affect the organization the org structure so the org chart so are we going to see people interchange sub change roles are we going to um see some roles start to be centralized and only in certain areas because now um, my thinking is that as more information is available for upper management, meaning C-suite and maybe at a VP level, then decisions will be, I don't want to say easier, but they will be attainable and there will be a, it will be more of an effort for them to expect somebody else to make a decision whenever they have the information to make the decision themselves and for have a, uh, a degree of certainty or assurance or whatever it might be or evidence to back their arguments or decisions when they have that you know, available. So I'm thinking that you're not going to have as many middle managers because before, well, still, middle managers are mostly helping just because of the volume, right? They're a buffer for leadership. So you have this many departments because you know one person cannot handle all the incoming traffic and that's why you have to divide the work but as that incoming traffic it's further refined so therefore only certain things come up and decisions have need to be taken need to be taken at a higher level so that um, we can pivot faster so we're trying to make a big boat move like a speedboat without flipping it and for that to happen the command will have to be done at a tighter location out of you know so that is going to be only determined by certain certain people are going to be able to pull the levers i think some thoughts like that that would come to mind um you know some books that i'm going to be trying to read as well um, i capture my notes some frameworks uh frameworks for um note taking um whenever i start doing so i'm trying to <clears throat> i took on i watched a couple of videos about uh cornell note taking system i actually just watched i only saw one which is it came straight from cornell university but there was another that this is very you know wells talked about a lot of people have talked about it and some people have done spinoffs of this system who so basically at its basic nature you have um three spaces in the paper or the piece of paper wherever your blind document is you have one for notes so this is all the notes that you would take and of course they encourage you not to take verbal everything that is being said but in our reality just kind of think of what you need to remember what are the main topics and things like that and then left of that there's a there's a column that is called a queue um and that is questions or how would you test yourself? And this is it ties back to the that um, active um, active recall part. So do we use those questions to 
to remember to kind of trigger you to think about what the notes were and then while you, you're developing the cue you also see the gaps and then at the bottom you're going to have a summary meaning and i what i put it on my framework is if it's the you know the mom question is like sweetie what did you learn in school today and that's in that summary you should be able to answer that question so I'm tying that with an outline, which is usually what I do. I touch do outlines. But this is, you still have to outline something because the notes have to be in some kind of order. But then this is, takes it to the next level. And I'm trying to think of this, even though I'm not going back to school, I don't have any plans at this moment to go back to school. Who knows when I reserve the right to change my mind later in the future. But as of this moment, I'm not. But I plan to take online courses. I plan to take, if I get the opportunity to take courses within the in the company in these this framework would allow me to kind of take to take more advantage to take more out of it to get to get organized and not just put notes together like even just capture slides and just to fill up a notebook that i'm not going to revise this way i'm creating a way to revise it because after i created the questions now what i'm thinking if i really want to be if i really want to put it to the next level i can ask i can put those questions in flashcards or i can put those questions in um something like readwise that sends you comp you know highlights every week or something like that something to te- to send you notes about you know kind of test yourself um and that way your knowledge is still kind of fresh and it'll be easy to review later on whenever for example i i need to revise a subject so i want to go back to my notes instead of just kind of doing a google search everything can be found through google but I don't control the algorithm at Google, so I don't know what's going to come through, who's going to be paying the more money to show up higher in my search. And that might not be the right source, and it might not be explained in a way that I understand it. And therefore, if I break it into sub into a way that I can understand it later uh, because of how I capture things, then it, I can assure – there's then I feel better that I'll be ready for, for the subject later on. As far as reading, I'm doing I'm reading the next 100 years um, by George Freeman. It's um, kind of a little bit of the it's, it, he uh, authored a book. The first edition came in 2009, so this is like to 2100. Um, it, and the reason why I'm looking at it is just, uh, just again just to kind of see the the way the author forecasts and see the patterns and see what he uses and more of the methods. Um, and things like that. I'm still reading some the tales of the afterlife. I'm really enjoying at least one story a night. And then the project management handbook. I still haven't finished it completely. I'm kind of I glance at it every once in a while and just um, I marked it quite a bit, but I haven't done what I'm trying to do with notes with books now, which I hope to do is um, read, pre-read, then go back and read, then highlight and summarize. Uh, and see if that works as far as listening just a couple definitely a couple of podcasts uh, with this she is her name is cody sanchez um i sign up for her newsletter is contrarian thinking.co is her newsletter um she does a a lot of things she started in finance and has moved through plenty of things um plenty of businesses and um but her thing is unsexy businesses she doesn't she you know she has a newsletter and things like that you know but um she also talks about a lot about just the unsexy businesses like buying a laundromat or 
um, something along those lines. And then on the Tim Ferriss show, he had Suzanne, Suzanne Kane, uh, which she is the author of Quiet. Um, and now she has a new book, I think is new. It's called Bittersweet. And I listened to the podcast and it caught my attention. It might be something I'm reading here in a little bit. It's about, you know, I, I, I don't know how to, but I think it will help me put a con put to context and norm not normalize maybe not, that's not the right or word the right that is not the right word but at least it would put a context to whenever the blues come around and and it usually things like that songs that are kind of sad but they they mean so much more than that it's kind of a little bit, I don't know if melancholy is the right word, but it's somewhere on those lines. Well, at least that's the way I took it. And then on the watching, uh, some videos on take, note-taking from books. As far as my body goes, um, definitely my my left knee was bothering me. Today has been better since I, I didn't go on a walk and I didn't I didn't have an, a flow class. I had a deep stretch and I, it wasn't bothering me as much. So maybe I gave it enough rest. But definitely it was kind of bothered. It felt kind of tight for most of the week. And then I'm trying to do more. This I'm still battling. Well, I'm. I think I might be moving up a, a little bit up a notch as far as eating less meat. So this week I just didn't buy some of the breakfast sausages that I was buying. Um, so I, I'm trying to do. There's, you know, from my ethical value, there's, I always saw, saw a, a little bit of a kind of an interesting take of how we pet some animals, how we own some animals, and we get affected with animals, and then we eat some other animals. And I'm still trying to explore that, how I feel about it, how I put it into context. And, you know, I'm listening to other perspectives, and recently I listened to a podcast. Mostly it was, it was actually the Rich Roll podcast. He had this, um, he has a new book, this person. And they're both vegan, right? So they were heavy handedly on this, on defending that argument, that side of the argument. And uh, although it didn't, it just didn't help. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent there to commit to veganism, but I see the points being made, and I'm thinking about those points, uh, and I have those in mind. So I'm just gonna move in the sense of be more cognizant, but at the same time, I also don't want to have to make more decisions so i'm tying this back in the framework of and and i heard this from uh sam and i forgot he has he uses both two last names similar to uh um and he's big in crypto but anyways and in um and actually and also effective altruism but anyways i heard an interview with him and the interviewer asked him why he was vegan i think along the lines of along those lines and he explained it you know i started as a vegetarian for ethical reasons and from benefits and then it just i just needed to make a decision because i was kind of in the fence so i just sat on the decision i'm just i just don't eat meat and it was for for a way to optimize decision making um instead of being on the fence about things and so I, that's the way I'm also um, looking at it from that framework as well. As well. Um, and then, you know, kind of putting in perspective how much is enough as far as food-wise. And then, um, 
And then uh, something that I, because I went a little bit on the, on the philosoph- not philosophical, but how, and this is something that was touching that podcast from Rich Roll. It, you know, he used the term soy boy as a demeaning term um, that apparently is being used against men that they are vegan. Um, you know, kind of in other ways, I I hear as wuss as you know. Um, and, and well, at least that's the way I would explain it. Somebody that's weak and things like that. So that you're basically getting to the argument that your manhood is attached to the. F- There's an attachment to that and the fact that you eat meat. Um, and I can see how how the context came from, you know, because it was primal, is you know, hunters and gatherers, and there's a lot of things connected. So I don't, I'm not arguing that that's not true, but also. I'm kind of pushing back as far as like there's some other other things that make that I define as a man like taking care of your family, watching out for your future, you know, being um, being someone that I, I I try to emulate as much stoic and stoic kind of approach to life as much was to me that and there's a certain not to me I attach it to manhood but in our reality it's not uh, to being a man it's just being a human. Uh, being a person, I guess, because uh, I can also be a woman as well. But I t- attach to that. So the f- those are things that I would be more attributing to uh, manhood, not so much of what I eat, because because in our reality, if you don't have any access to meat, doesn't mean that you're less of a man or anything like that. But you know, so I, but I, but I also noticed that it's not just dudes against dudes it's it's very much a social norm and you know this was also touching the podcast and i brought it to perspective um because a family i've heard it from my family that you have to eat like a man come como hombre and you don't think is um you don't you don't think anything of it well actually i i think because i i become in the recent years i've become very uh, trying to pick up on things like that, um, I, those things have started to not make an impact, but to not resonate, but to stand out. And whenever it was said to me by a female, a family member, and I'm like, interesting how that goes. And because I don't eat as much, I now that I'm doing mostly intermittent fasting every day, um, I have you know I start at twelve, I eat something at twelve, and by eight around eight some. You know, I've gone to nine sometimes, but also haven't eaten until one sometimes. So, but from 12 to eight, it just, for me, that makes sense because I don't have to, eight is enough time for me to have a full digestion before I go to bed. So I try to go to bed around 10 or 11 or so. So my stomach is not like full from dinner by the time I go to bed, which is, I want to be satisfied. I want to be full fullness in the sense that I just had a big meal and then go to bed. It, it doesn't allow me to fully rest. I might fall asleep, but I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to, I usually don't feel rested. So there's the eight. And then 12, because if I'm going to push the envelope and I notice that I, I, if I just have something in the mornings and just get to, to work, I can take more advantage of the time that I'm kind of more alert. And it has an effect on my performance. I don't, I don't get hungry because I usually just, 
I do have coffee and I have water. I'm having athletic greens now. So I feel like that keeps me full until around noon. And sometimes I, I, I have to I have to make myself go eat something. Um, so based on that, and since I don't have much food because I don't stuff myself, um, I noticed that um, some of those comments might have been directed to me in a way. But I, to me, I, you know, it, it's been... It started those things, and I can this will kind of tie into mine and my and what's going on in my mind. I'm tying those things as to this is the way that person wants to look at the world, and not related to how I want to look at the world. Because they're telling me something that they might be at conflict with, and I also need to understand that our ours, so I, I'm there included. Whenever uh, our initial reaction, whenever somebody changes their lifestyle outside of what we were used to, outside of what we knew them, the identity that we that we put over them, that we created around this person, our initial reaction to that tends to be an attack. This person is attacking my way of thinking my values, my principles, the way I do things, because we attach so many things to that because you they're attacking your world the way that you create that you yourself created, but they're attacking it. And your immediate reaction is to attack back. And we do that and I do that for some other things, but I, I'm trying to be aware that that's what they're doing. So they're I'm putting that aside. It's like a, this is the reaction and this is the reason why they're reacting that way. Good or bad it it doesn't matter, it just is. And, but then I'm also keeping that in mind. I put it aside, and I later on, I, you know, if I interact with somebody else later, then you start seeing different things, and you start seeing different patterns, and you start maybe seeing some holes in their story, and and you start seeing opportunities to find common ground, and and so that's why I started not to take things as personal, mostly. Because I've seen that people are full of it sometimes. You know, we're full of it. So, I, because I've kind of has, I've learned to understand that nobody's perfect. And we all have our flaws, including myself, that I shouldn't expect this person to not be flawed. And not, not necessarily that they, because they're against, because they're saying something against what I believe, it, they're flawed. More on the lines that, that they don't have any that they're not doing something else that uh they're pointing a flaw in me and they're not seeing it themselves because they might have a blind spot but anyway and then you know it's hard other things in my mind you know it's hard not to go down the path of regretting and getting lost in it it's sometimes like you know whatever was in the past um, like bad advice that I took to gospel uh, from um, from people in my past and past and presence, and uh, postponing some things because I was overweight. You know that's that postponing travel. Um, you know, but I, I try. I, there was a lesson in there, but again, I just don't want. Those are the things that sometimes come to mind. I said yes, and I really wanted to say no. Um, so along those lines, I'm trying to balance the the moments of introspection, so the moments that I'm thinking about and kind of gain self-knowledge self-awareness and also moments of action uh, because I, for me that's where i tr- 
if I look, because I, I can easily nibble gaze. Like, I, I do this weekly because if not, I will have to, like, thinking about it daily, you know, there's some things that I can think about, um, but also don't want to make it more than a couple of minutes every day to stop and, and think about how I'm going to approach the day. Weekly, yeah, I'll spend a couple hours or an hour or so, and, and, and you know, every couple, every three months, and I'll kind of spend a couple hours and and that should be sufficient but also i don't want to get lost in the thinking the thinking about thinking right um there's benefit to that but getting lost in it it also it at least for me definitely has caused inaction it's um like earlier today i was trying to figure out dinner and i just kind of a little bit overwhelmed with the options and i just had to stop myself say this out loud just make a decision it's time to make a decision and the first decision that i thought that's the one that i went with before i started battling and was it the best one maybe not maybe yes who knows but it was a decision i need to move on and that's it i need to move on um as far as the spirit goes um the finite aspect of life keep, keeps us alive that's something that i thought that came inspired from one of the afterlife stories that i read from the book some uh sum um it was a uh, it was like uh, immortality, um, something related to that. And the fact that life ends and that we don't know when it's going to end is what inspires us to stay alive and to thrive. As far as community goes, I helped out somebody at the yoga studio to um, had a dead battery. <laughs> and I, I really broke the resistance. And this is, and I had to congratulate myself a little bit. It was just something little. It was just... I just offer my car for him to, to use it to jump his battery. Um, but I noticed that he was having issues. <clears throat> he has a, a, a fairly, I mean, what I describe as a brand new vehicle. Um, so I was surprised that he had his hood open. I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something going on. Maybe, you know, he, uh, the type of vehicle usually that he would have, I'd, that he has, it's, I would describe somebody that, you know, they, he might have been, customizing something or messing with under the hood um because i feel like it would be knowledgeable but then i saw there were problems and but i had something to take care of work and um while i was still in the parking lot and uh, while i was doing that i noticed that somebody pulled in and actually kind of parked facing his way um and i saw that they were trying to start the car like the battery they were having battery issues but they're like oh so anyways, so I'm, that's going and, but I see that they're struggling with it and I see that the person laughed and he was still having issues with it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's having more than battery problems. So I'm still kind of debating and this is all me ruminating. It's like inaction, right? Not thinking, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to go help him, should I help him or not? And whenever I finally broke the resistance is whenever I saw that he was digging in the back of his truck Kind of like doing, looking looking under the trunk mat where you would actually have your spare and maybe like a toolkit that will be provided with the, from the vehicle with the vehicle. I was like, okay, I have a toolbox in the car in the car um, that I always have in the car, even though I've never used it. But I have it have it in, have it in there in case of emergency or that I can give it to somebody as a way to deal with an emergency. Um, so okay, so I'm gonna offer that. Well, as it turns out. The, apparently the person that tried to help him didn't have enough juice and well anyways in all 
he he was able to start the car with, with me providing the car so it, and i and as i'm driving off i was congratulating myself right because i broke a little bit of resistance um i felt like i did the right thing i felt like um i was it's one of those things you always feel like i could do something and it's nice whenever you actually get the courage to do something because repeated courage gets you to confidence builds your confidence um so that that was nice and so it might be silly but um what can i say um it's about the little things sometimes and then as far as money no really major expenses that come to mind uh no it was the beginning of the month so i decided this today i it was my day to kind of redo my finance well set up the new month so um nothing absolutely major major um but uh so that was it that was it that was uh the last week um i uh kind of got a little invigorated to keep doing this recordings um and just really not do it without any objectives um some people that are known that haven't might think it's crazy that I do this because I talk to myself on the phone that I'm recording something that I'm putting out on the web. But in our reality, it will be the same thing as blogging, right? Um, unless you get, like, validation by somebody. But to me, that would... It would make it different because it would be like I'm looking for the attention. So I, I'm afraid like, I w- it would go that way. So I'll le- this way, I just... I mean, according to Anchor, there's people that play it, but I don't know if it's just like it auto plays and it counts as a play on my end. I, I don't know because I haven't looked into it. Um, maybe I will in the future, but and that, so, but it really is it is it relevant? And that's not that it's irrelevant directly. If somebody's listening to this, that it's not me in the future that I found you irrelevant or anything like that. That's not the way I'm. Um, the way I mean it, it's just that um, I don't want that. The, if there's somebody else out there listening, that's the whole thing that um, somebody might find value because of um, it found them in a way well, because of the algorithm or, or or a gift of the internet. But uh, that way, um, I feel like I'm putting a little bit of a message out that I'm clearing my thoughts. And even if it's just kind of going tangents, but sometimes I I get some aha moments because if I'm saying it out loud, sometimes I get aha moments as I'm writing things down and preparing to to record, um, and that's mostly what I'm the benefit that comes to me, and what I, the reason why I recorded because it's also a little bit of a, um, what is it? It's is that's what keeps it from that's what keeps me from not doing it it's almost like a little bit of a mind trick um and we have to trick ourselves in some in a lot of ways at least something that is not pervasive or hurtful something that it's it helps you it takes you to your goals faster or takes you to your goals in the way that that you that you want to be taken to uh not taking not being taken advantage of but um we know ourselves better than we give ourselves credit. It the uh, 
the issue that I find a lot of times whenever I go into this, I don't know what I want, what I do, what I want to do is it usually is a battle of what I want to do and the fear of what people are going to think when I decide to go do what I want to do. And also the comparison of, well, that person is doing that. Maybe I should do that. Um, and what are they going to think about what I want to do? And that conversation, it is all internal. And, and I'm going to refer back to my yoga instructor from today. It's not Hazel, my the yoga instructor from today. Um, it's just the stories that we tell ourselves. It, you know, and, and this goes back to the regrets, right? So, as how those stories, they can help us, they can motivate us, and they can bring some awareness to us. They can shine a light on things, but also they can um, be detrimental. They can uh, put us in a bad mood or put us in, um, make us feel like we're inadequate, like we're the imposter or... That we're not going to be able to do this because, like I told myself before, I'm not going to be able to travel because I'm fat, because I'm over it. I don't know. Um, because of uh, my, I'm obese, because of my weight. And then I met so many people that travel, regardless of their weight. But that was a story that I was telling myself. And it was all about me because nobody else had validated, confirmed it, or anything like that. Um, and I didn't voice it to somebody to challenge it. And I don't know what I'm going with that, but um, maybe it's about the stories that we tell ourselves. Um, how we, how we sometimes we we don't think that they're a story because it's it's all in our head. Um, and you know sometimes it's good to talk it out and write it out or talk to somebody. Because uh, whenever I had that opportunity, uh, and I might need to, I'm, I'm thinking that I would, I probably would go back and kind of revisit. But whenever I was, I was um, actually going to somebody, um, counselor in this case, I want to call it. He didn't, he didn't care what I called him, but um, it helped clear some things. And um, and right now this. This helps clear some things.